Welcome to Commercial Real Estate Investing. I'm Tim Diesel. Today I'm answering a question, how to deal with deferred maintenance. So I definitely appreciate the question. If you have any questions at all, a lot of times if you check out the articles I write, www.dieselcommercial.com and I cover a lot of stuff on there and I've gotten responses uh, from a lot of the readers saying uh, that was very good material. Can you make a recording on it or can you make a YouTube video on it? And I will. Um, I, I do have a lot of information I want to share with you. So I'll be putting out YouTube uh, videos for some of the uh, articles I've written and recording podcasts for you and uh, just sharing it in a different way because I know not everybody likes to read all, all that information. That's totally cool. So as always, I appreciate the questions and I encourage you to ask me more as always and I'd uh, like to elaborate on them and, and help you out any way I can. So how to deal with deferred maintenance? There are a couple ways of dealing with deferred maintenance. Now this depends on the type of property we're talking about, but based on the question, it seems like it's geared towards multifamily property. I could be wrong, but that's what I'm guessing. So the first thing to consider is the type of repair we are referring to. Generally, you want to do more of the difficult ones now and leave the easy ones for later. And I can imagine some of you are thinking, what is this guy talking about? The reason I say that is when an investor is buying, make sure you fix the bigger things now and let the new buyer worry about the easy stuff. Let me break this down for you as an investor from both sides. Um, if, you're, if you're buying a property, you'll most, you'll most likely get an inspection and evaluate pretty much the tolerance level based on what the report indicates the issues are. So when I'm representing a buyer, I encourage clients uh, not to ask for repair credit until we know the extent of the damage. I think I have a few podcasts and YouTube videos how to go through a negotiation. Now, the repairs are always inflated. If something costs 6K, it's going to be 10K. Um, uh, $12,000 for a bunch of repairs, buyer's going to ask for 18. It's just human nature, it's just the way it is everybody overestimates what it's going to be. So if this is something you can do as the seller, it'll be much easier uh, on the amount of credit you'll give the buyer because it may only cost you maybe 16 grand to do the roof, but it most of the time if an estimate comes in and maybe it's 18,700, a buyer is going to ask for 20,000. They're just going to round it off. That's usually how it is. They're not going to ask you for $18,750. If you're a buyer, you also don't want too many obstacles. When acquiring a new property, you kind of want the easiest way in. Now, there's a difference between some paint and carpet and a new roof and a new HVAC unit. If the repairs are minor, it's not so bad to the buyer. Most of the time, they don't expect to buy a perfect property Anyway, they know there's going to be something. Unless, of course, it's Class A. 
then we're having a different conversation. Now, if you're the seller, so if you're selling the property, now you're on the other side, you probably don't like retraders. Uh, no one does. Those investment groups are great. Uh, no one, most of the time, what I have seen is it's a matter of their financials and not the actual repairs. Most of the big repairs are noticeable. It's uh, not likely to see the bigger stuff come up um, out of nowhere. And uh, the, the issue is having to give credits back at the end. And it's going to cost you more than normal. And it's kind of like the reasons I mentioned. So if you're the seller, if you can get something done for less, it's much, much easier to deal with. Um, you, But I also understand maybe maybe you're the seller and you just want out of the deal. And um, you, you, it's been an escrow for a long time. Or maybe you don't even want to deal with the property anymore. You'll give the buyer credit just to be done with the deal. So it's not always a good thing, but it just depends on your circumstances. If you can do it, if you have the money to do it, take care of the major items first. Um, don't worry about the paint and carpet. Worry about the bigger stuff. Now, before I take a listing, I like to suggest a pre-inspection just to get an idea of some of the work that needs to be done. And if it's something we should handle on the front end. The new buyer knows the deferred items up front and they can't come back to you later because you already told them about it. So that's kind of the thought process we like to go with. Because I like to work with buyers and I'm usually on the buyer side. So I like to help sellers know what I would look for. So give you kind of both sides of it. I hope that was helpful. You can reach me at Tim J Diesel if you have any questions. Email me also if you'd like. I know some of you like to uh, email me on LinkedIn, and that's totally cool. Check out my YouTube channel. I drop two new videos every week, giving you guys all the insights I can think of. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great week.